everybody. Tuesday night and we are live. Obviously, you can you can kind of tell now with uh, Twitter that Elon Musk is pulling back or whatever he's doing. I don't know if he'll still try to buy Twitter or not. He's obviously a Delaware judge has has sided on Twitter's behalf and said that they have to go to court immediately and all this over. But I got banned off of Twitter today in case you're wondering why I didn't tweet or respond to any tweets today. It's because I've been banned off of Twitter for 12 hours. They said that I could still scroll, but then they removed my ability to scroll. Who knows? And with, you know, and that's why I tell everybody all the time, make sure that you have a Gab account, make sure that you have a Getter account and make sure that you have a Rumble account because who knows what's going to happen, especially as we etch closer to the election season in November. When I was doing a, when I was just doing Facebook lives just a few years ago before COVID, they banned me. I would have like 17 people, 18 people at a high, 25, 26 people watching me. And they banned me for the week before the, uh, the November 3rd election. So, I mean, that's, uh, the, I mean, well, it was before that. So it was with 2018. So not, not November 3rd, but the November election, whatever, midterms in 2018. So make sure that you have those accounts. Make sure you have a blackrobetv.com uh, account here so they can never ban that. They can never take it down. doesn't belong to them in any way, shape, or form. That's my, the, the, church's, web, the church's website, the church's, my website, however you want to, whatever you want to call it. But make sure that you have those accounts. And if you see people disappear, understand that they're still on Rumble. Understand that they're on Getter. Understand that they're on Gab. And if it's me, understand that I'm on blackrobetv.com and I'm on Rumble, things like that, because that's the plan is to ban all of us off. And it's so funny with when it comes to social media, the very people that want to actually take down or take apart social media, want to break up the monopoly of social media are primarily the left. Primarily the left wants to do it because they believe that social media is a platform for really correct information or the truth but they call it disinformation. Also truth social, which I need to get onto also, but it seemed like it seemed pointless to get on it when there was like a 300,000 person waiting list, but I'll be getting on truth social too. totally support Trump's uh, platform also. So you better just make sure you have all of those things, get on them semi-regularly, get used to using them, whatever. And if you see people disappear off of YouTube, off of Facebook, off of Twitter, off of whatever other platform you may see app stores or anything else, understand that you're, those people aren't gone and let's not be lazy. Let's go find those people and make sure that we're still following them. All right, starting off now, here comes the pivot. Now I've been telling you this for a while. This is the pivot, Dinesh D'Souza tweet. If the oceans have been rising for the past several decades, as we, have, as we are gravely and solemnly informed, why is it that Plymouth Rock in Sydney Harbor, not to mention various other landmarks around the globe, around the world, are exactly the same level they were a century ago? That's the great thing about pictures from a century ago. And if you look at Plymouth Rock picture below and you look at the sea, it's exactly the same sea level. And for the idiots out there, it's exactly the same level at low tide and high tide as it was back then exactly the same now what am i talking about right now well they're pivoting to climate change they're not going to come off covid they're not going to come off vaccines all that covid was ever about as you had the globalists anthony fauci the wuhan institute of virology the ccp bill the bill and melinda gates foundation created covid 
via gain-of-function research, which now the NIH has come out and confirmed that they were a part of doing, which Anthony Fauci lied numerous times under oath to Rand Paul, which I forgot to get that video. Aaron, see if you can pull your magic out and see if you can find that video of Anthony Fauci telling Rand Paul, now making you like a Joe Rogan producer, now making you find stuff for me in the middle of the podcast. Someday you'll have a camera. I'll be showing you. Right over here is Aaron and then my son Tommy and my daughter Norma are all over to my right. Someday we'll have a camera and we'll show you all these people when they're actually working. But anyway, now Anthony Fauci lied numerous times under oath you know, to, to Rand Paul and probably numerous other congr- congressmen and women and senators about, about the NIH and about whether or not they were doing gain-of-function research. Rand Paul actually read to Anthony Fauci, here's the definition of gain-of-function research. Are you telling me that you've never been a part of gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology? And he said, absolutely not, because that's not gain-of-function research. That's literally like saying, you know what? what what's the definition of being a vegetarian? Not eating meat. Okay, well, so is not eating meat a vegetarian? No, that's just not the same. That's not the same thing. It that this is how nonsensical and demonic that this is. This is the nonsensical, illogical, demonic realm that we have entered into. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. That's the realm that we have entered into right now, sadly. But getting back to climate change, so they're not going to pivot off of COVID. They're still going to use it. Full mask, mate, fast, full mask mandates being implemented right now in Southern California. You, that will then be a precipice for all of Washington to do it, to do it under Jay Inslee, all of Oregon to do it under Kate Brown. J.B. Pritzker in Illinois will then do the same thing because as the conservative states follow Ron DeSantis, the Liptard states follow Gavin Newsom. But it's very interesting if you go back and you use pictures from back in the day, of course, Al Gore predicted that by 2009, New York City, Manhattan would be underwater and so would Miami. That didn't work out, so he changed it to 2014. How has that worked out? And yet people still follow. See, even if I was a leftist and I wanted to be somebody who butchered the unborn, you know, at, you know could, to, could take LSD whenever I wanted, soft on crime, no, no national defense, whatever, it would at least make me change my mind on one pivotal issue that if I was somebody who believed in climate change, which started off as global cooling, then had to change to global warming, and then because none of those predictions came true, which I was about to show you a video from my happy face about climate change, but it was banned. It was, it was a news broadcast in, on mainstream news. I can't remember whether it was ABC, NBC, or CBS, but it was a mainstream news broadcast. And I was going to show it to you. It's on my happy face on Twitter, but for some reason it got taken down. Why would they take down? a broadcast from the 1970s about climate cooling predictions. They predicted another ice age in the 70s that would take place by, I believe they said, 1990. So back in the 70s, they were predicting that we would be under ice by 1990. And if you're a leftist, back to my original point, if you're a leftist and you believe in climate change, global cooling, global warming, and none of the predictions uh, come true, none of the predictions come to fruition, that doesn't rock your boat. That doesn't rivet your soul that maybe you're wrong. You know, you know, right now I watched the Bible unfold right before my very eyes with the proliferation of vaccine passports around the globe. As you hear me say every single one of my podcasts. And by the way, I say it on every one, every single one of my podcasts on purpose. When I see the proliferation of vaccine passports all around the globe, where you can't buy, sell, trade or travel without your QR coded mark of the beast on your phone in all of the European union, Australia, Canada, New York city, and Israel, 
Then you know what? I, I watch, I'm, I'm watching the book of Revelation unfold right before my very eyes. So you see the prognostications, the prophecies of the Bible happen every single time. So I don't come off the Bible. If they didn't happen, if the Bible didn't work, if I didn't sense the power of the Holy Ghost, if I hadn't seen Jesus heal, then I, that would rivet my soul. So when you don't see any of your prognostications or your climate prophecies come true, Al Gore or any other climate hoax moron, then why is it that you still proffer those things? It has to be a reason. And as I always tell you, if it isn't for somebody's well-being, then it's for some nefarious purpose. If vaccine mandates are predicated on slowing the spread or stopping the spread, and the vaccine doesn't stop transmission or infection, then why are the mandates still in place? There has to be a nefarious purpose. If it wasn't for the, if it, if the original purpose is absolutely disqualified as found to be, as found to be completely untrue and doesn't work, then there has to be a nefarious purpose for keeping the mandate in place. There has to be. And that's how, that's how these, all this stuff works all the time with these people. You really think that these people, I'll put it, you can put it next to for me, Tommy. It's John Kerry. Now, if John Kerry really believed in what he says he believes in, that carbon emissions are going to kill, are going to kill the world, are going to, uh, you, know, you know, raise the temperature, raise the oceans, whatever it may be, are going to basically end human civilization then why is it that John Kerry's family private jet emitted over 300 metric tons of carbon since Biden took office? So he's emitting, I'm just going to make something up out of thin air. He's emitting five, six, seven, 10 times, 20 times, 100 times, 500 times the amount of carbon emissions than the average person is, but yet he is one of the leaders in propagandizing climate change. He's one of the leading uh, climate change prophets out there. But yet he himself doesn't live it. He himself flies. He's one of the four to 500 private jets that fly into Davos for their climate change summit. So he's one of the leading purveyors in saying that climate change will end the world, but he himself doesn't live it. See, now what they're doing, again, if... The person that is actually proffering the ideal, proffering the concept of whatever it may be, vaccine mandates, climate change, and they, A, they don't live it themselves, as you catch one Democratic politician after another, not masked. In, in Spain, they've caught basically all the bourgeois elite with false vaccine passports. They themselves aren't living up to it. Whether it's climate change, we got Leonardo DiCaprio floating all over the planet in, on his yachts and private planes and helicopters and then wants to tell you to not turn your air conditioning down below 75 degrees. Same thing with John Kerry and all of the rest of the bourgeois elitist climate hoaxers. If they themselves are not living it and none of what they say is true, but yet they stick with it. You know, here's your vaccine mandate to stop the, the, to stop the transmission, but the vaccine doesn't stop transmission yet. The va mandate's still in place. All of their various, and you're like, Tom, you're just using that one example. No, you can use the Paris climate, climate accords. None of what they're doing has worked to do anything. 
The planet has actually been cooling since 2003 anyway. None of what they're doing works at all in any way, shape, or form. Not one thing that so, but yet there's their mandates, their climate mandates are still in place. So if what they're doing is not working, yet their mandates, restrictions, and rules are still in place, then there has to be a nefarious purpose. If they are hypocrites and what they're saying doesn't work, yet they're still implementing their rules and restriction restrictions and their governance and their agenda, then there has to be a nefarious purpose behind what they are doing. Find a hypocrite, whether it's a Pharisee or a Sadducee or a climate hoaxer, find a hypocrite and you will find somebody who is pushing an agenda that pleases themselves and profits themselves and empowers themselves. That's the purpose behind it. You go back to Jesus' time with the Pharisees and Sadducees. All they wanted was personal glory. And they would implement all of their rules and all of their restrictions, which was way more than the original law, so that they received profit. Remember, they put the, the word of God is put to no effect because of their tradition. They themselves profited. They received glory. People would ooh and awe over them. That's the purpose. That's what's happening today. Because the demonic spirits never change. I said this on Saturday. I say it on, on Saturday's podcast. said it on Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday morning sermon here at the church. Or whatever it is that you want to call that I do on Sunday mornings here. Whatever it is. I'm just telling you. That's what these people are all about. That's what they do. That's who they are. Now here's Rep, uh, Representative Thomas Massey. Because here's, here's the thing. Now what they're doing is they're pivoting. They're not pivoting off of COVID. They're pivoting from COVID. They will still use COVID whenever they are allowed to use COVID. If you have a bunch of spineless people, they're still going to use COVID over and over and over again. But right now they're pivoting to climate. And here's the thing. They know they can. They know that people will do whatever they are asked to do because that's what that has been modeled to them over the last 28 days of 15, 28 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. It's been shown. You know what? Put on one mass force. Okay, we'll do it. All right. You know what? Put on two mass force. Oh, okay. We'll do it. You know what? Lock down in your own home, even though you're healthy. Okay, I will do it. Lock down your churches. Okay, we'll do it. They know people will do it. And like, I, I, I love the truckers in Canada. I love the farmers in the Netherlands, but how many of them wore masks? How many of them took their vaccinations so they could get their truckers license? How, how many, how many of them complied with various COVID mandates and restrictions? That's the problem because what people never realize is that you will never comply your way out of tyranny. I just, you know, I took the vaccine, so I was free to travel. Now they're going to take away your ability to travel. What do you mean, Tom? Well, you know what? How many, how, how much longer do you think it's going to be till they restrict air travel? They're already restricting ground travel. You know that people fueling up their cars is down 40% already. They're refusing. Why would, why would they want to do this for control? They want to get everybody homogenized into a city that they can control you. Why, Tom? Why? Because the demons are the same now as they were in the 1930s. In any other in any other time frame you want to bring up. The demons are the exact same demons. This is what I talked about on Saturday. This is what I talked about on Sunday. They're the exact same demons. They're, demons live forever. You, your soul, will live forever. There's not one person 
that's hearing the sound of my voice and watching this podcast right now that is not an eternal being. You will live forever. On earth, in heaven, or in hell. One of those two, you will live forever. Same demons influencing Adolf Hitler are the same demons that are influencing the modern Democratic Party. In Klaus Schwab and many establishment Republicans. Same one. So that's how you can spot the same patterns over and over and over again. Why do they want to control people? Because that's what demonic people want to do. It's as simple as that. So here you got one of the, mo- the, one of the dumbest people on planet Earth, Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary, does absolutely, he's done absolutely, is the energy secretary or transportation secretary? Transportation? Transportation secretary does absolutely nothing to benefit either or energy or transportation, but since he's transportation, does absolutely nothing. He's done a fantastic job since he's been trans- transportation secretary, hasn't he? Of course, he went, went home for maternity leave when he and his husband had, had babies, of course, which, we, you know, whatever, we can get into male, female, and men having babies and all those different things, but he had to go home for like three-month vacation when, it, when his husband, had, and that's, you know, that, of course, speaks for itself about the sin that's inside of the Biden White House. Yes, by the way, homosexuality is bold-faced, hell-bound sin. No different than those who lust over pornography, going to the same hell, heterosexual sin, going to the same hell. I'm just telling you that it's we in the church need to say it. I've never struggled saying it because you know what? The Bible says it. Galatians 5, 19 through 21, Revelation 21, 8, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 10, hellbound sin. That's who these people are. You're corrupted if you're homosexual. If you're an unrepentant homosexual person, you are corrupted by, by either by demonic spirits or your own carnality. And that's, who's, and that's why you've seen complete, complete and total ineffectiveness from the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg. But here's a, here's a little, uh, a, a little uh, back and forth between him and Thomas, Thomas Massey on Capitol Hill. Play it for me. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, Rep- Representative Massey. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Secretary Buttigieg, I've been driving an electric car for 10 years, and I've had solar panels for 15 years, and I'm really bullish on technology and the way it could help make our country energy independent or more energy independent. But I'm really alarmed at sort of the naivete of those who are uh, promoting rapid adoption of these technologies with our existing infrastructure. President Biden signed a non-binding executive order stating that 50% of, ele- of vehicles sold in the United States should be electric by 2030. Do you support that? Yes. And he also said that t- by 20, 2035 that uh, 100% of the federal fleet, federal government fleet should be electric. Do you support that? Yes. So um, which uses more electricity? We're talking about residential electricity here. A refrigerator when it's running or an electric car when it's charging in your garage? I would expect a car. Uh, would you say it uses twice as much or 25 times as much? I would think closer to 25 times as much. Yeah. It's, it's actually 50 uh, in, at the instantaneous moment, mm-hmm. but over the course of a year, if I take the numbers from the U.S. Department of Energy about the average household, how many vehicles they own and how far they drive, over the course of a year, uh, an American household would use 25 times as much electricity for their electric car as they would for their refrigerator uh, if they had 100% adoption. If, if, and the average family has two vehicles, and this would be if the average family had two electric vehicles. Do you think it would strain the grid if everybody plugged in 25 refrigerators in every household? 
Well, if we didn't make any upgrades to the grid, sure. I mean, if we had yesterday's grid with tomorrow's cars, it's not going to work. It's one of the reasons why we believe that infrastructure includes electrical infrastructure and argued for that to be included, as it thankfully was in the bipartisan law. Do you, do you think by 2030, which is when Biden says 50% of uh, cars sold should be electric, do you think the grid will be capable of handling electric cars? It's going to need to be, and we're working with the Department of Energy every day. We've established a joint office of energy and transportation to map out some of the needs. Obviously, some of this gets outside of my lane, and we've been discussing with, uh, for example, the truck stops that are uh, looking at what their power needs would need to be at an interchange where today uh, they're, you know, they're mainly filling up on gas in order to accommodate that. And then, as you mentioned, a lot of the scenario for this is also residential. Uh, but it's also worth pointing out that uh, while a typical driver uh, who adopts electric is using more electricity, at the end of the day, they're using less energy because of the efficiency benefits of getting that energy produced at utility. The problem is of we, don't, we don't have the capacity to produce that energy. You aptly use the word need. You could say want as well. It, there's needs and wants to make this fantasy work by 2030. But the reality is the capability is not going to be there. The average... Uh, household uses 17% of their electricity for air conditioning. And um, that would mean the average household uses 1,870 kilowatt hours per year for air conditioning. If that average household plugged in electric cars, do you know how much more electricity they would use in comparison to the air conditioning that air conditions their whole house? No, but again, I would emphasize it will well, let be me help less you. Let me help you overall. with that first before we go on, because the numbers are important. It would take four times as much electricity to charge the average household's cars as the average household uses on air conditioning. Do you think that could be... So if we reach the goal by 2030 that Biden has of 50% of adoption instead of 100% adoption, that means the average household would use twice as much electricity charging one of their cars as they would use for all of the air conditioning that they use for the entire year. Do you think this could contribute to rolling uh, blackouts and brownouts in areas of the country where air conditioning is basically considered essential? Not if we... That's good. We don't need to hear any more from Buttigieg. So if you actually kind of... It's very interesting, this video. Thomas Massey asks the transportation secretary who is pushing an all-electric car agenda, as if, once again, it's, just, it's the same sort of logic. I mean, it absolutely baffles my mind. And for those of you, Facebook must be monkeying around with us tonight. You didn't receive a notification that we're live and all. I mean, it, this is why I'm telling you, you've got, to, you've got to make sure that you have a Getter account. Not that we're on Getter. I'm just saying we've got to be, we've got to be populating these alternative social media sites. And we need to be driving Facebook and Twitter and YouTube out of business. I know it's not going to happen overnight, but they need to be, they will change if they suffer economic consequences, just like Disney has lost $40 billion. Back to the video. I would, you know, you're talking about the transportation secretary who wants to implement an all electric car agenda, which of course has this mentality of, you know what? We don't need groceries. We don't need farmers because we have grocery stores. That's the mentality of the left. We don't need farmers. We don't, we don't need oats. We don't need grain because we have Cheerios on the shelf. We don't, we don't need oil companies. We have gas stations. That's how the left is. We don't need the cops. 
We have 911. Just call 911. That's the mentality of the left. Same thing here with Pete Buttigieg, or I like to call him Booty Judge. So, you know, here's the thing. He is saying, you know what? We're going to go all electric. Now, how does electric happen? Primarily, primarily electric occurs, you know, how they, how they make electricity happen, how they produce electricity is, of course, primarily coal and then natural gas. And then right after that, refined oil, i.e. gas. That's how they produce electricity. So he's going to, and when, and when he's asked by Thomas Massey, what uses more power? a refrigerator or charging a car, which one uh, used more power? And he goes, I would assume that it would be a car. Now here's the transportation secretary who has to make that assumption. The The transportation secretary who is pushing on each and every one of us, 60 to $80,000 cars, electric cars, pushing those, making, wants them all mandated with half, I believe it's half by half of all of our cars by 2030, eight years from now will be electric. Absolutely doesn't have any sort of infrastructure, but you're going to develop all that infrastructure in eight years that could actually supply all of that electricity in eight years, right? Of course, no, it's not going to happen because that's not the point. He doesn't really care whether you pollute the air or not. He cares whether or not he can control you. Because that's all that it's about is being able to control you. Think about how much more free it is to be able to go wherever you want. And there's gas stations everywhere than if you are hooked up to an electric grid that they can turn off. You ever think about that? You look at all that Bluetooth technology now on your phone. I wouldn't hook up to any of it to where you can turn your power on your AC up your AC down. You can do all of that from your phone. Well, the whole point of that, just like contact tracing and everything else that's been implemented in the last 28 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, the, the, the farmers in Netherlands never thought that those, those COVID mandate principles were implemented to eventually take their farms. They, nobody ever thought that either. But here's a man who's trying to implement an all-electric agenda who has no idea, no idea that it takes more power to charge a car than it does a refrigerator. As a matter of fact, it takes 50 times that power at the initial charging point and 25 times that amount of power regularly. So you, you, could, you'd have, you could put in 25 refrigerators per home and there's absolutely none of that structure in place. And as my producer Aaron said during this video, what, they're, what the Democratic Party's doing right now, and the, namely the Biden administration, is saying, we're going to implement this agenda now and then build the infrastructure that can support it later. That makes absolutely no sense. But of course, that's what they always do. That's exactly what they did in Afghanistan. You, you evacuate the civilians first, idiots, and then the military. That's how dumb these people... Listen, they are zealous... They are full of zeal for the leftist control agenda, but they are actually incredibly stupid people. And that's how you defeat them. They're stupid people. Tom, that's not, that's not very pastoral. Yes, it is. Because if it's true, it's true. And it's very pastoral to speak it if it's true. Oh, I'm looking at a man and I am going to call him a she. I'm looking at a man and I'm going to call him a woman. That is what you call stupidity. Ignorance is when you don't know any better and you do dumb things. Stupidity is when you do know better and you do it anyway. That's stupidity. They are stupid people. Just remember, 25 refrigerators is, is the same amount of power as charging a car regularly. Its initial, car, its initial charge 
is worth 50 refrigerators. You, in order to charge all of these electric cars that they want to have in place, and that's not, that's just all that they want in place by 2030. They want, uh, that's just basically half of all of our cars being electric. By the time they get to their, the full implementation of their plan, then, it, then it's 100% of all cars. So just do the math. It's also four times as much power to charge cars than it is to run people's air, air conditioners, of which 17% of everybody's electric bills is their air conditioner, not heating even, just electric. I mean, just AC. Four times as much to charge a car. A two, most households have two cars. So households with two cars, it would call, it would it would it would uh, the amount of electricity to charge those two cars is four times as much as it costs them to AC their house. And by the way, they're not going to be trading it out. They're going to be doing both AC and charging their cars. So on the, on the final point with this, where where's all this electricity coming from? All these increases. If you're going to be using four times as much power. That, by the way, nobody's using now. Basically, statistically speaking, very few people have electric cars. I know there's a lot on the road. I see the Teslas. But statistically speaking, very few people have electric cars, right? So they're, they're going to, where's all this when, you're, when you basically have everybody with, that has to increase their watt usage, their kilowatt usage, 25 to the point of having an additional 25 refrigerators, an additional... Uh, Four times, basically four ACs at the same time. You're going to increase that on every American household. What is going to create all of that electricity? Uh, that would be coal, primarily. So they're going to, they are advocating burning more, more coal. It's just like Joe Biden. Joe Biden won't produce oil here where we are, sadly, I, we've gone, of course, way overboard, are the most environmentally friendly of, mo of most, if not all countries. We're the only ones that actually ever abide by the rules that we sign on to, like the Paris Climate Accords. No, of course, nobody else actually does them except for us. So we are one of the most environmentally friendly, to use their terms, countries on the planet. And we would produce all of our fossil fuels very cleanly, and we would ship them throughout the country via pipelines, not trucks, not trains, via pipelines. But instead, Joe Biden, who shut down the XL, the Keystone XL pipeline, don't listen to all the liars who said that wouldn't lower uh, oil prices slash gas prices. Today. Really? 880,000 barrels per day? Joe Biden talks about releasing a million barrels per day out of the strategic oil reserve for 180 days for the rest of 2022 and acts like that's low as he sells big chunks of it to our enemies. He acts like that's going to lower the gas prices in America. It wouldn't. But an XL pipeline with 880,000 barrels per day that he should shut down, as well as costing 11 to 12,000 people their jobs instantaneously. But instead of doing that, producing it cleanly in the United States, as clean as it gets is right here, piping it all over the place. Where you, when, you, when you actually use pipelines, you're not burning fossil fuels to transport fossil fuels. But instead, he's traveling to Venezuela, or he did. Now he's just getting back from Saudi Arabia because we noticed Joe Biden has no public appearances for Monday or Tuesday. No public appearances for the president of the United States for two complete days after he's been gone for the weekend in Saudi Arabia because he has to rest up. In other words, he needs to catch up on all his medications to try to make him actually viable for a day or two for various other public appearances that I'm sure he'll have to do later in the week. 
But instead of actually producing it here cleanly, he's going over to Saudi Arabia to arrange for them to produce it far less clean, far and far less cleanly, if that's the word, or less clean uh, than we ever would. And then use fossil fuels to transport it over here using giant cargo ships, which burn an incredible amount of fossil fuels, but both Venezuela and Saudi Arabia, that's what he wants to do. So how could it be about climate change then? If, 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 you, if your climate agenda requires the burning of more fossil fuels than my non-climate hoax agenda, then how could your climate agenda be about cleaning the air, about keeping the climate from changing? How could it be? If, if the way that you keep the climate from changing is to not allow CO2 emissions into the air, but what you're doing is quadrupling CO2 emissions into the air, then how could your agenda be about limiting CO2, CO2 emissions? It's not. It's about looking like you are so that you can implement a control agenda. How could there ever be control with this stuff, Tom? Very simply, listen to this. Here's, here, here's another Biden, acolyte Biden administration member. Listen to what he has to say. Play it for me. That climate change is a national security uh, issue. Um, geez, Jeff, I mean, not only does it affect our infrastructure, and you're already starting to see military bases like Norfolk Naval Base having to invest millions of dollars uh, to try to improve their infrastructure because of rising sea levels. Um, so it has an impact on our infrastructure. It has an impact on our readiness because uh, you, and you're seeing it now, even in the wildfires uh, where, where so many National Guardsmen are being called out and, and, and uh, God love them for that. But they're, those are important tasks and missions, but it takes away from other tasks and missions when it comes to defending the United States. So that's National Security Advisor John Kirby. And he's saying, you know, climate change is a national security issue. So that's how they use it. That's a launching pad for them to come in and control your lives, just like they did with 9-11. They come in and they institute all sorts of policies that allow the NSA to spy on American citizens. That's what they do. And, and by the way, whether whatever you believe about 9-11, it actually happened. You had the Twin Towers fall to the ground via explosions from airplanes. We all saw it on video. We got it. I know some of you believe there's, you know, whatever dynamite already there, whatever you want to believe, all those buildings actually came to the ground. However, climate change is not happening. First, they went to global cooling. Then they went to global warming because none of those prognostications became, uh, came to fruition. They switched to climate change. Well, the climate's always changing. It changed this morning. It was cooler this morning than it is right now. It changed. It always changes. So that, that's what they're doing. And they're using that. They're u- they're what I always tell you, Democrats will either create a problem out of thin air, just create it, and then offer, your, offer you their solutions, which will enable them to control your lives, or they will actually create a problem like COVID-19 and again, offer, your, offer you their solutions. And now what they're doing is creating a world food crisis, a supply chain food crisis, so that they can come in and offer you their solutions, which will be, you know, it's not right-wing conspiracy. It'll be eating bugs. It'll be lab-created meat that Bill Gates is just, you know, very coincidentally is, is all, all of his 
lab meat factories and everything else are coming up out of the ground now just coincidentally as farmland is being confiscated in the Netherlands. And Netherlands, that's not some small agricultural community, just so you know, most of you watching this already know this. But the Netherlands is not some sort of small agricultural community. The, the Netherlands is the second largest agricultural producer on the planet behind just the United States. They put out more agricultural goods than any country on the planet, except for the United States and their own government, whose prime minister is Mark Root, who is a World Economic Forum champion. They love him. He's a member. He receives awards from them. He is in lockstep with Klaus Schwab. And now he wants to confiscate 40% of the farmland from the world's number two agricultural producer. So you see, this is why for all the Christians that caved to COVID because you're so compassionate and you're so loving, you're actually not compassionate or loving if you strap masks on, locked down, quarantined, and pushed pimped and hoard vaccines. You're not loving or compassionate at all. You're a spineless liar is what you are in the name of the false God that you have called Jesus. You call your false God, Jesus. That's what you do. It's not a real Jesus. It's a false God, Jesus, that you've created in your own mind. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name because of your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. So you chose, you chose a Jesus of your own creation, a spineless Jesus who doesn't want to walk into a room because everybody else is masked using lies to justify those masks. You will not go in there and stand because you don't want to be offensive because it's not Christ-like to offend. Jesus never offended. Uh, that's all Jesus did was offended. But in your mind, you think offending people is not Christ-like because you are following a God that you created in your mind, not the word. You see, you can't defy the word. There is just the word. You can't make up your, your own Jesus under the confines of the word. But you can make up your own Jesus in the confines of the gray matter between your ears. And that's what's, and this is why you don't do it. All of you, we're just, we're just going to, it's like all the people are vaccinated now so that their kids can play hockey, so that their kids can play football. And now all these states, well, I shouldn't say all, but it will be, namely for, right now, Virginia, and I believe it's other states too, are now mandating echocardiograms for kids who are 14 years old that are going into their sports, sports programs. Why are they doing that? Why did that not exist before 2021? Because there were no vaccines, no, no heart enlarging, heart exploding vaccines prior to that. That kids don't need to take for a virus that's 99.997% post-infection survivable for them. Why would you push a vaccine on a person who, if they caught the, caught the virus, has a 99.997% post-infection survival rate? Why would you push it? It certainly isn't sensical. It certainly isn't logical and it certainly isn't for their health. So what's the purpose? It's to control humanity. Read the book of Revelation 13 and 14 to get everybody into a one world commerce system that you can access a pass, a green pass, a common pass, a mark of the beast. 
And there's various access points that you have to meet. One of those access points is you must be vac- vaccinated. You, you're like, well, I'll just never get vaccinated, so it won't be part of the system. That system will be the only way to get food. That's why they're confiscating all the farmland. The other way to leverage you into this is to give you no options. It's not just vaccines. It's a no option agenda. Why would they confiscate all this land? And they're confiscating all this land, not under COVID right now. They're confiscating all this land because they don't want nitrogen emissions that do absolutely nothing. They want everybody to use a natural fertilizers that don't fertilize. That's the only problem is, is if you, if you want to you, if you, if you're using fertilizer, you obviously would want it to grow food and to fertilize the ground. That's the only problem with the ESG fertilizers is they don't actually grow any food. That's the only problem with them though. Otherwise, they do a great job. But now what they're doing, see, everybody thinks I'll just, you know what, I'm, I'm not, it, I've got it made because I didn't take the vaccine. I'm, it's great. You have, you have passed the first test. But understand, we as Christians need to be warring against and restraining the Antichrist system as we are called to do in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 3 through 8. You can't restrain and comply at the same time. It's impossible. But what it is, is to leverage you into a one world system. Why would I ever choose that? Because it's a one world system It is a one way, one world system, one way to get food, green pass, one way to get medicine, green pass, one way to get your teeth fixed, green pass. That's the point of this. That's been the point over the last 28 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. That they started war, war gaming against several months before that at event 201, right before they released the virus at the world military games in Wuhan, conveniently in Wuhan, China, where they could just send the virus around the globe. The Chinese Communist Party is in lockstep right now with the World Economic Forum. They love one another. The World Economic Forum wants the entire world to look like China. There's only one way to do that. Leverage you into a one world system. China right now is a one world system right now. There's a billion, over a billion people that live in China. That's, that's four times, almost four times the size of the United States. They're in a one world system right now. And that's what they want to implement around the world. You can't go anywhere in China. If you don't comply in China, you don't eat. It's not like here. That's what they want to do here. That's why you don't strap masks on your face. When the very same people want a one world system, you will come our way or you will not eat. Those exact same people tell you to strap a mask on for a virus, you don't do it. When those exact same people tell you to lock down, you don't do it. Tell you to take a vaccine. You don't do it. And they're all the same spirit. As you've heard me say over the last two months, whether it's climate hoaxers, World Economic Forum, transgender activists, homosexual activists, defund the police, gun grabbers, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, all the same spirit. And all the Christians and all the conservatives, we can't stand Antifa. We can't stand Black Lives Matter. We can't stand the World Economic Forum. We can't stand the pro-abortionists. And how on earth did you take their commands? Why did you obey their commands? Why did you take their vaccine? Why did you put your, their swastika on your face? Why? And now they're coming again. All of what you're seeing right now, food, food supply chain shortages, food shortages, are all because right now it's all because of climate now but the reason why they're able to use climate now is they saw that everybody would comply with stupidity now this is a this is a great exchange on capitol hill 
between Buttigieg and Congressman Troy Nels. Play for me, Tom. Describe America to me in one single word. What would that be if you could describe America in one single word? Well, for me, I guess home. Home. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, just a few weeks ago, this is how President Biden described America in one word. Could you please tell me what that word means? It's this one right here. Mm -hmm. Could you even say the word? Congressman, I'm not in the habit of trying to read transcriptions. I bring this up to you, sir. I bring this up to you on television. because you yourself questioned Donald Trump's mental state of mind in September of 2019 when you stated to CNN, I quote, if our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. And Mr. Secretary, I could not agree with you more. I'm going to repeat what your quote is. If our presidency is not in good shape, then our country is not in good shape. Inflation's at 9.1%. Gas prices are through the roof. Our adversaries are exploiting our weaknesses across the globe. And our southern border is non-existent. This administration puts the American people last. The left and the dishonest media, which in my humble opinion is the greatest threat to this country, the dishonest media, began questioning President Trump's mental state back in February of 2017, a month into his presidency. We now have President Biden in office for 18 months, and just recently, we now see the mainstream media questioning President Biden's mental state, and for good reason. Sadly, he shakes hands with ghosts and imaginary people. He falls off bicycles. Even at the White House Easter celebration, the Easter Bunny had to guide him back into his safe place. Cue cards that say, sit here, or end of speech, which he actually states, that is, if you- what, what does that have to do with global, global warming or climate change or what I've been talking about over the last 40 minutes? Nothing. But I just wanted to show it to you anyway because that was Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and Congressman uh, Troy Nels you know, talk, going back and forth. And I think that Congressman Nels, great job. Point, pointing out the ineptitude that's in the White House right now. Joe, Joe Biden, and it's got nothing to do with Joe Biden being stupid. It's, it's Joe Biden's just a pawn. Ron Klain, Susan Rice, run the country doing what Barack Obama tells them to do. It's as simple as that. That's what's happening. Ron Klain, chief of staff in the White House, he's running the country along with advisors, Susan Rice, both Obama acolytes. Joe Biden, we can make fun of Joe Biden all day, which, which I'll gladly do. If you're going to be dumb enough to elect that man into office, well, we'll make fun of him all day from the TLP. That's not a problem at all. However, he's not running the country, but it was just, you know, just good insight. But you have these galactic idiots that are implementing a climate change agenda. And it's got nothing, none of them at all care anything about climate change. The same people who put out systemic, put out, you know, CRTs. Systemic racism is a problem. Systemic racism in law enforcement. All the white cops are killing black men. None of them kill, care about any of those issues whatsoever. They care about using those issues that are non-issues, that are created out of thin air. Far more white, unarmed white men are killed by the cops every year than black men. Well, Tom, that, you know, that, doesn't, that doesn't matter because white people represent a far larger segment of the population than black people. Yeah, but the problem is that black men commit 56% of all violent crime. So they're going to have far more interactions with law enforcement than white people. But still, white people, unarmed white men, are, are, are killed in, are at a far, far higher level than black, than black men are every year, according to the FBI, UCR statistics, about double. 
About double the amount of white men, unarmed white men are killed by the police every year than unarmed black men, which by the way, unarmed black men, it, it ranges between 10 and 20 every year and between 20 and 40 every year and, uh, for white people. So that, that's the way it is according to the FBI UCR statistics. So it's a, not, it's a non-starter of an argument, but just everybody believes it because people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and they don't study to show themselves approved. 2 Timothy 2.15 uh, Hosea 4 6 they don't do it on either side of the aisle nobody pays any attention none of the Christians paid any attention to what was really happening with COVID-19 so they dutifully complied put their masks on vaccinated and locked down their churches and went home and uh, quarantined themselves while they were healthy ruining their kids for a generation you know, what does the profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul Mark chapter 8 34 through 38 read these things <laughs> Study to show yourself approved under God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What do you do when they present you with something? This is an existential threat to your life. Oh, really? Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. It's very easy to be a Christian. It's very easy. You just respond with the word of God every single time. Here's another one. Marco Rubio, Marco Rubio video. Not always a big fan of Marco, but he has his moments. Because of the left's war on fossil fuels, America is losing oil refineries while China has built up the biggest refining surplus in the world. Play it for me. Don't put oil in your car. You put gasoline. That has to be refined. Those refineries have been closed in America because you have an administration that says we don't want any more fossil fuels. Who's going to invest more money in an industry that the president and his party is trying to put out of business? You know who has the most unused refining capacity in the world today? The most untapped refining capacity, China. While we were shutting down our refineries, they were expanding theirs. They're sitting in the catbird seat, rubbing their hands, waiting for Biden to go to them and beg them to process more and refine more oil so we can have more gasoline. So while the biggest populations on planet Earth, which are found in two countries, India and China, do not sign on to the Paris Climate Accords and agree to any sort of limitation, limitation on CO2 emissions, and while we do, and while China is the great, you want to talk about existential threat, greatest existential threat to America on the globe is the Chinese Communist Party. Not, not the Chinese people, but the Chinese Communist Party, which controls large segments of the Chinese population. Not the Lao of Beijing, although that's the Chinese population, but the Chinese Communist Party is the greatest existential threat to America. Larger, more technologically advanced Navy than we have way bigger army. We don't know about their missile capacity. Nobody really knows. But while they are increasing while we're signing on to the Paris climate accords and you have an oil executive in America who stated plainly, which we haven't built a refinery in America, I believe since 2010. Don't hold me to that. You can look it up though. It's been a while. And I write many have closed. We have less. I'm trying to remember the exact numbers. I put it out about two months ago. So it's hard to remember all the numbers where we used to have, a certain amount, it's gone down by a certain percentage. We're not going up, we're going down in refineries. All to make a statement about a situation that doesn't exist. And the situation only exists to personally profit its profiteers, its propagandists. It only, climate change only exists to profit the World Economic Forum and their agenda and to profit those who proffer it. And I know I'm saying a lot of P words right there, profit and proffer, but it's just, that's just, those are the appropriate words. It doesn't really exist, but yet they just keep pushing it forward. For what reason? Now, well, the only problem is 
You can produce as much oil as you want in the United States. It's not, you don't, as Marco Rubio said in the video, you don't put oil in your car. You put refined gas in your car. I know we put a certain amount of oil in the car, but mainly what you put regularly in your car every day is refined oil. And we have very few refineries in America. That's why you actually see different gas prices in different places in the country. It depends on the refining refining capacity in those specific geo, geographical areas in the country. So while our enemy is building its refining capacity, the Democratic Party and establishment Republicans who are too afraid of the consequences of standing up against the Democratic Party, they reduce our refining capacity. All right, change, uh, switching subjects, at least somewhat changing subjects. Going on to food now, talking about food. The first one I wanted to show you was a Lee video. It's not, I know we don't have it, guys. Another Bill Gates-funded uh, factory mysteriously burns down in a night. He has, in Bill, Bill Gates invested $600 million in picnic in the Netherlands. Isn't it, isn't it always very, very strange how Bill Gates is everywhere there's a problem? Isn't, that, isn't it very strange that Bill Gates is intricately involved in every major calamity on the planet COVID-19 sent tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Academy of Sciences which owns and operates the Wuhan Institute of Virology but that wasn't good enough for Bill he also directly sent tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology which developed through gain-of-function research the coronavirus the alpha variant of the coronavirus we know that very strange isn't it We have supply chain shortages of fertilizer everywhere. And Bill Gates owns major segments of fertilizer production in the United States and its mode of transportation, which is primarily trains. He owns that too. And now we're having a problem with that. In the Netherlands, where you have Bill Gates, who, of course, loves the World Economic Forum, and the World Economic Forum loves him. Loves Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab loves him. Where you have the Netherlands and their World Economic Forum hand puppet, Mark Root, confiscating 40% of their farmland. Yeah, throw that up, Aaron. That's good. There he is, Mark Root, receiving his global, I believe it's Global Citizenship Award, celebrating 10 years, of course. There he is. Very strange. So It's so coincidental, isn't it? All of this is absolutely just, just so coincidental. So you have Bill Gates now in the Netherlands where Mark Rutt, best buddies of Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum actor and perpetrator. He's confiscating 40% of the land that puts out the second most agricultural production on the globe besides the United States, second only to the United States. And lo and behold, Bill Gates is in the country actually investing $600 million in an online food store called Picnic. And of course, I couldn't put down this Lee video, which simply shows a fire. Shows a fire because it's the second business that's been lit ablaze in the Netherlands that Bill Gates is invested in. Strange, isn't it? Strange that Bill Gates is not allowed in the entire country of India. India, the second largest country on the globe via population. He's not allowed in that country because he paralyzed 496,000 children. Facts. And was caught 
putting, having sterilizing agents in the very polio vaccines that he pimped and hoard to the population. Funny how he does that there. And funny how all these kids just turn up paralyzed. 496,000 of them. And there were, who, who's behind the scenes? Oh, there's Billy. And here we have Bill Gates deeply vested in the Netherlands. And they have, and, and, and he's offering, here it is once again, creating the problem. We're going to confiscate 40% of their farmland. Why is Rute, rut, rut, why is rut confiscating that land? Why would he? He says it's for climate change. But remember, that's only the grease skitter. That's only the excuse. It's not the motive. The motive has nothing to do with why they're doing it. Their, their, their motive, their motive is they want to build housing for illegal immigrants. That's what they want to do. Mark, I, I played the video. Mark Rutt is on the record saying so. That'd be far easier than putting illegal migrants by the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands in their cities where they'd have to build, you know, knock down buildings and just basically enlarge, enlarge cities and have to buy up existing uh, property than it would be to just buy up vacant land. He's on the record saying it. His excuse is climate change. His agenda is control. Two very, very different things. What he says is climate change, but his true motive is globalist control. To fill his country full of illegal immigrants that have no heritage connection to, to the Dutch country, to the Netherlands. There's no heritage. They're not Dutch people. You're like, Tom, that's racist. That nothing to do with racist. It has to do with nationalism. There's nothing to do with being national, being nationalistic has nothing to do with racism. You can be a solid American, no matter what color skin you are. But what he wants to do is fill his country full of illegal immigrants who don't have any connection to Dutch heritage at all so that they are easily governed out of Davos. Is that, is that what's happening here too? Yep. Two to 10 million people are crossing the border. They tell you 2.5 illegal, uh, 2.5 million illegal immigrants cross the border every year. That's what they told you in 2021. According to CBP statistics, it's one to five times that many, not to mention the one to 2 million per year of legal immigrants into this country. And they tell you that there's 330 million people living here. That was the 2006 statistic. It's not the case. It's well over 400 million people in America. Well over 400 million. But that's what that's why they're trying to confiscate this land. They tell you they they find their lie. They find their what what they believe will be a digestible excuse that the public will digest, that the public will accept. And it's just like COVID-19. You know what? It's a health emergency. So for two weeks, we're going to take all of your rights away, but it's a health emergency. So you'll swallow that pill, right? It's a health emergency. And all the Christians, oh, yeah, I sure will. I want to show everybody that I'm loving. I never read my Bible. So I have no concept of what it means to be a Christian, but I have my concepts of what it means to be a Christian. So I'm going to dutifully put on a mask in the name of love and compassion, a mask that's a lie. Can't lie and love at the same time. Can't comply and restrain at the same time. So that's the motive behind it all. Matea murder tweet. Just here you go. Chinese oligarch just bought farmland near a U.S. Air Force base whilst a Chinese 
firm purchased 300 acres of farmland in North Dakota just down the road from a U.S. Air Force base that houses sensitive drone technology patterns everywhere. Buying farmland, buying vacant land next to military bases. And what does the Biden administration do? Absolutely nothing. Here's another one. Kyle Bass tweet. The former Chinese PLA general who owns 200 square miles of Texas land near next to Laughlin Air Force Base is General Sun, Sun uh, Wankson, who formed GH America. Sun and Gang, Gang Hui uh, group are closely connected to the Chinese military and the, and the Communist Party of China. There is nobody that's a Chinese national or a Chinese business that is not run by the CCP. There is no independent McDonald's or independent bank or independent grocery store or independent lab in China. There is or outside of China owned by any Chinese person. It is all that is still a Chinese national. They are all controlled by the CCP. When Anthony Fauci goes on, go, you know, goes on TV or he's called up to the Hill to testify. And he's asked about Chinese scientists. He's like, well, they, you know, they, they've always complied before. They've never complied, you idiot. And the thing is, he knows. He's just, he is, Anthony Fauci is treasonous. He knows what he's doing. It's all, but again, it's all for his own personal profit. He's not, he's not a citizen of the United States. He's a citizen of the globe is how he looks at himself. Gladly will be governed by a globalist, elitist, bourgeois, communist state coming out of Davos, Switzerland. Gladly. Kyle, uh, where am I at? Washington next? Yeah, Washington Examiner tweet. The FBI and DHS are purchasing and using Chinese maize drones. Here's the answer. So you have, leave this up. You have the Ch- a Chinese, former Chinese military general who's still part of the CCP, buying up 200 acres close to a military base. You have Chinese oligarch buying land in North Dakota and buying what by so far, here's the tally so far of CCP controlled land and everything coming out of China is the CCP. Doesn't matter what name it's put on. They can put sun on it. They can put Wang on it. They can put whatever they want on it. It's the CCP. Doesn't mean Chinese Americans. It means Chinese nationals. These are all, these are all people that are actually asking the United States government can we come in and do business in the United States? And the Biden administration bends over, grabs their ankles, and does whatever they're told because they have things on Biden. $1.5 billion from a CCP-controlled bank given to Hunter Biden in 2014 when Joe and Hunter flew over to China on Air Force Two. Fact, that's exactly what happened. So they have all kinds of leverage on Biden. We all know that. But the, So you have all of that going on. Here's the answer from the Biden administration. And from the FBI, the FBI, Christopher Wray, who says the greatest threat to America is not the CCP, it's white supremacist terrorism. But here's the answer from the FBI. The FBI and the DHS are purchasing and using Chinese-made drones from a company with close links to to the Chinese government, according to testimony by top Biden administration officials. There's a great answer. CCP, I didn't tell you the tally. So, so far, the CCP has bought 192 or 96, can't remember, 1,190 plus thousand acres of farmland in the United States themselves. Bill Gates is just under 300,000. Funny, there's Billy again, right? And Locke's weird, isn't it? All these people who are in lockstep with the World Economic Forum are also in lockstep with one another. 
Bill Gates, lockstep with the World Economic Forum. CCP, Chinese government, lockstep with the World Economic Forum. Bill Gates, lockstep with the CCP. Both buying up so far, tally close to 500,000 acres of farmland. And what do we have going on right now? You have in, in the you have in the number two agricultural producer on the planet, their government forcibly confiscating 40% of their farmland. You think you're going to stop at 40%? If you, let me just ask this to Dutch people right now, citizens of the Netherlands. You think it's going to stop at 40%? Yeah, it was going to stop at 15 days to flatten the curve. Then, then Trump went up to 60 days. And now we're at 28 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. You think it's going to stop at 40%? If you comply, I'm going to comply. You know, so that at least I can own 60% of my property. Oh, yeah. You think it's going to stay that way? You just open up the door for complete control. That's why we don't ever give an inch on firearms. You think it's going to stop at what they call assault rifles, which they can't define? Can't define long COVID either. They can't define a woman, but it's going to stop at assault rifles that they can't define. They don't even know what automatic is versus semi-automatic. They have no idea, but it's going to stop. You know, you know with, with John Cornyn and his compliance with Red and, and Mitt Romney and Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, and all of the rest of the spineless Democratic Party boot-licking worms that signed on 14 senators, Republican senators in total, signed on with the Democratic Party to institute red flags, to finance red flag laws throughout the country. That's still state by state, by the way. It's basically almost the same as, the, as, as Roe v. Wade being overturned. They just finance the ability of states to institute red flag laws. So all the governors, don't let your governors lie to you. And tell you, you know, we got we to gotta institute these red flag laws now. You know, that, that law was passed. That's bull freaking crap. All they received was financing to institute those laws. They don't have to institute the laws. Let the money, let the money be turned sideways and shoved up Joe Biden's rectum. Sideways. So that, that's why you, you don't give an inch ever. You think they're going to stop at that? But, oh, but because, you know, I'm worried about what people think. You know, there's a mass shooting. So if I don't vote to for red flag laws, I don't vote for reasonable gun legislation. Everybody's going to think that I lack compassion, just like the American church and really the worldwide evangelical church. If I don't put a mask on, if, if, if I don't lock down, if I don't pimp and whore vaccines, everybody will think I lack compassion. Who cares? Who cares? You do, you preach the word, you live the word, period. You always live in the truth because the moment that you give an inch, they're not going to take a mile. They're going to take everything you have because you've swung the door open. It will never stop. There's never reasonable gun laws. Is that what's happening in, in Canada right now? You know, they've used, they've used their COVID tyranny. The spy on the RCMP has been spying on, Amer- on, on Canadian citizens because they use their contract, their contact tracing, licensing to do it. They were licensed to track people. So now they just track them for whatever they want. The door was opened. Rodney Howard Brown has been saying this since March of 2020, that the freedoms that you give up today, you will not get back tomorrow. You never give these people an inch. Ever. This is just a little border 
segment I threw in here real quick, just one video, Jack Posobiec video. I just laugh at this, and we'll talk about it just afterwards. Mayor of D.C. says, Muriel Bowser, the federal government should prevent illegal aliens from being tricked into getting on buses to Washington, D.C. Play it for me. The uh, Washington Post reported last week that homeless shelters in D.C. were filling up. Um, and groups are getting overwhelmed by these buses that the governors of Texas and, and Arizona are sending here full of migrants. How significant is this influx? How many people? Well, this is a very significant issue. Um, we have for sure called on the federal government uh, to work across state lines to prevent um, people from really being tricked uh, into getting on buses. Uh, we, we think they're largely asylum seekers uh, who are going to final destinations that are not Washington, D.C. Uh, I worked uh, with the White House to make sure that FEMA provided a grant to a local organization um, that is providing services to folks. Um, but I fear that they're being uh, tricked into nationwide um, bus trips when their final destinations are places all over the United States of America. See, this is hysterical. Why is she upset that her, the legislation that she wants, which is no open border, that is what she wants. She wants open borders, but not when it affects her. She doesn't want open borders when it affects her. It's, it's the same thing. All of these people who are for climate climate change hoaxing that are for a climate change agenda, right? All these global warming climate change activists, climate hoax activists, they want it all until it affects them. Until Leonardo DiCaprio has to stop being, on, you know, you had, you had Bill Gates. I remember it was a Bill Gates. It was Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos off the coast of Glasgow, Scotland for their climate summit on their yachts, flying in with their helicopters. So will they sacrifice that? No, it's a, and that's what's happening with Muriel Bowser, who espouses an open border. I want an open border. It's, it's inhuman not to have one. Well, here they are, Muriel. Here they are. I don't, I don't, it's always funny. I never see any Democrat inviting illegal aliens into their mansions, past their walls that they're allowed to have that you're not, past their guns that they're allowed to have that you're not. They never invite them in and great job. I've not been huge fans of either one of these governors at various times, but great job. Governor Ducey of Arizona. Great job. Governor Abbott of Texas. Abbott's way better than Ducey, but at times I haven't been fans of either one of them because they've been COVID tyrants, but great job here. Make them live with their legislation. Just like you do with Disney. Disney, you want, you you know what? You are a private company, no problem whatsoever. You want to be, you want to groom children, then you go right ahead and groom children. I, you know, I mean, I know not literally, but you know what I mean. You want to groom them, groom them. Now you just lost 40 billion, which they have. Make them pay and they change. You don't see, you haven't noticed much coming out of Disney lately, have you? Haven't heard a whole lot of political activism coming out of Disney lately, have you? Make them live with it. Send them to their states. Bus them. There's nothing that will stop. And by the way, there's nothing stopping a border governor from closing that border. Nothing. You have full power to close the border. You have full power to drive back over the border. Do it. But I love this. Let the open border activists, let them live with their policies. Let them live with the fruition of their policies. Here you go, Muriel. Enjoy, dummy. 
All right, moving on to Joe Biden for a couple minutes. Carmine Savia video. This is a video of President Biden falling asleep at the Arab conference. So here you have Joe Biden going to beg for oil. Remember, he wants to limit CO2 emissions. So instead of basically having zero CO2 emissions by creating it, by, by drilling for oil here in the United States and shipping it throughout the United States using pipelines, zero CO2 emissions. He wants to fly with his entourage, multiple jets, multiple cars flying over to Saudi Arabia, get on his hands and knees, bend over, grab his ankles, spread them wide for the tur- turkey baster, go over to go over to Saudi Arabia, go up to the Arab prince, the Saudi prince, and say, you know what, please produce oil, that then you you will burn massive amounts of fossil fuels causing massive amounts of CO2 emissions, shipping it over to the United States. Brilliant, isn't it? Same thing he did with with with, uh, with Venezuela. So that's the, again, what they say they want is only used, is a lie to get to what they want, is a lie to get to their agenda. They just make up something that's palatable. We're trying to save you from climate change. We're trying to save you from a virus. So give us all of your rights and we'll, and we'll keep you safe. You'll be dead soon. But I, I wish that I'd given it there to put on the show. But I have a great, I have a great meme that I copied. And we put, we put it up one time on the show. You are the carbon that they want to get rid of. You are. You are the carbon that they want to eradicate. You are simple as that, but here's Biden. There he is. Here's the United, the president of the United States who has already prostrated himself before the Saudi prince. And here he is at the conference. Play it for me. Sad al-Karam. Inna nuthamin al-hidna bayna al-atraf al-Yamaniya wa mubadarat al-Mamlaka al-Arabiya al-Saudiya. There he is. There he is. The president of the United States elected because of a fraudulent election brought on by compliance to COVID-19. By starting with the light of the world, that is the Christian. Russian market video, the very reaction of Biden's team when MBS says he will not increase oil production. Play it for me. Announced to increase the level of maximum sustainable production capacity to more than 13 million barrels. Beyond that, the kingdom will not have any further production capacity. There we go. So there's Biden team being told, you know, appreciate you flying over everything you wanted. You're not going to get. It's as simple as that. All right. What's the next one, guys? Because now I'm out of order. What's the next one? What was it? All right. Play it for me. I just wanted to show you that real quick. That's that was when Trump was still president. However, do you really think that the Saudi prince that his intentions are for the greater good of the United States of America. You really think that's, that's how he thinks every day. How can I make America better? No, he's in lockstep with Russia. He's in lock. He's in lockstep with, with, with the CCP. He's in lockstep with basically everything that's anti-American and they, you know, they just profit off of us. You really, I mean, we're going to go, we're going to close down our capacity to create fossil fuels. And we're going to go over and prostrate ourselves before a Saudi prince who really cares way more about what's going on in Russia, way more about what's going on in China than he cares about what's going on in the United States. They don't care at all what's going on in the United States. All right, pivoting again. Where am I at, guys? Oh, yeah. Kyle Becker tweet this time. This just, this just in. Nancy Pelosi, I just threw this one in. Nancy Pelosi's husband, 
bought $5 million in chip stocks, including 20,000 shares of, of NVIDIA, ahead of China competition bill in the Senate that would allocate $52 billion to boost domestic semiconductor manufacturing and includes massive tech tax credits. Leaves this up for me for just a second. So here's the thing with this. Why, what's hap- why, are we, why are we building semiconductor chips in the United States? Because we're afraid of Taiwan's about to get invaded by China. So everybody knows that. Every, well, everybody's thinking that. Everybody's afraid of that. So hopefully it doesn't happen. So we're pa- they're passing legislation for the manufacturing of, sem- of, of semiconductor chips in the United States of America, right? That's what they're doing. So that, that's, that's, the, that's the idea. So lo and behold, here comes... Paul Pelosi, recently arrested for DUI. Here comes Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, who came in to the United States Congress. Who knows how much she's worth? She's worth, between what I've heard now numbers, is $160 to $300 million. This is how she makes her money. She knows this legislation's about to be passed. This is totally illegal, totally illegal, under insider trading laws in the United States of America, Totally illegal. Republicans and Democrats do it. 75 members of Congress, Democrat and Republican own stock in Pfizer. And then they mandate the sell of the vaccine that they will profit off of from the company that they own and will profit off of. And now you have Nancy Pelosi, who knows a bill is about to pass. Look at what it says. Her husband buys $5 million in chip stocks just before the bill passes that the United States is going to invest in a chip manufacturing company or companies. That's how they do it. That's, you think Nancy Pelosi cares about your health? Do you really even think that Nancy, Nancy Pelosi cares about pro-choice? I mean, of course, she probably wants to murder babies. Do you really think she cares whether it's pro-choice, pro-life, pro-environment, anti-environment, Big government, small government. No, all these people, Mitch McConnell included, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, who's pimped and whored himself around the world for his own personal profit, using Hunter Biden, using James Biden, using his sister, I forgot her name. I think think his other brother's, I can't remember his other brother's name. James Biden, did I say James already? I can't remember, but there's another Biden brother too. Can't remember his name offhand. But all around the globe, that's what he's been doing for years, using his name, using his influence to, to, to profit. That's exactly what's happening here. All right, let's go on to the next one. Let me try to cover some COVID stuff. This is the, the great resist video. Just to set this up, this is the plan. Play it for me. History is truly at a turning point. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems, and supply chains will be deeply affected. So what he does right there is he's being proactive. He knew, okay, remember now, this is World Economic Forum, along with, in combination with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, put on Event 201, the war gaming of dealing with responding to a surprise outbreak of a coronavirus done in October of 2019. Now what he's saying is, you know what? The very problem that we knew was going to happen, that we sent money to, 
on purpose. This was all done on purpose. Now he's putting out there so everybody knows, you know, because of the problem, now he doesn't tell anybody, because of the problem we caused, we caused the development of the alpha variant of COVID-19 through gain-of-function research funded by the CCP, funded by EcoHealth Alliance, funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funded by Anthony Fauci and the NIH and the NIAID, funded by all of them. Not, I'm not saying Klaus Schwab funded it, but members of the World Economic Forum funded it. But the problem that we cause is going to cause world supply shortages of food and, and world supply shortages of fuel, right? So he puts that out there. He lets you know. He's, he's, he's floating it out there for everybody to see. So remember, they cause the problem and then they offer their solution. Now he wants to, he, they say that the problem of world supply shortages of fu- food and fuel are caused by the pandemic. Of course, and there's so many layers to this. Of course, they caused the pandemic. They caused the response to the pandemic. The, then they blame the pandemic. It's never, it was never the pandemic. We do not have national or international food and fuel shortages because of the amount of people that died from COVID-19. If that was the case, then that would be what caused, if it's the, if it's the amount of people that died from COVID-19 that's causing the food and fuel shortage, then we could say that the pandemic caused it. But it's not the amount of people who died from COVID-19 that's causing a food and fuel shortage. It's the response to COVID-19. The fraudulent response to a 99.9% survival virus. It's the response of most Christians, most Republicans, most people around the world, most American citizens, of looking at something that's 99% survivable, 99.9% survivable, and pretending like it has a 99.9% death rate. That's what everybody did. Why would you, why would you quarantine yourself, mask, vax, lockdown, and social distance for a 99.9% survivable virus? Makes absolutely no sense. Why would you vaccinate six-month-olds to five-year-olds for a virus that's 99.997% survival for them, and of which they're seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID-19. But there's no mandated vaccinations for them. So they sit there and they act like, you know what, this is caused by the pandemic. It's so layered because they actually caused the pandemic. And then they caused the response to the pandemic. The response to the pandemic is what causes all of the shortages. And even, there never even needed to be shortages in the midst of the response. They, they could have, they, there never needed to be anything shut down. There wasn't, it wasn't that all the truckers were dying. It wasn't that all the captains of cargo ships were dead from COVID. That would be the pandemic causing the food and fuel shortages. It was those guys weren't allowed to work. There was never a need to respond to COVID-19. So they caused the problem. And now Klaus Schwab is going to offer his solutions. Let me show you a couple. Seek for Truth tweet. Here it is. Digital enslavement. Walletmore claims to be first company to sell contactless bank card chips implanted in humans. Now you want to see this technology exemplified somewhere. Just go to the World Economic Forum's website. This is what they love. This isn't the World Economic Forum in and of itself. 
This is Sweden. It's weird. Deal. It's weird too because this is Sweden. You have Sweden. It's just a, the amalgam of humanity, the, the du- duplicitous nature of people. Sweden, who on the whole responded great to COVID, didn't do lockdowns, didn't do forced masking, didn't do forced vaccinations. But here they are implementing chips to be implanted in people's hands. Very strange that it's the hand, isn't it? Very strange that it's the hand. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. I'd be very interested. wonder what most people are what-handed. Let me see. Let me try to figure that out. I wonder what hand these, plant, these, these chips are being planted into. Very strange. Oh, that's right-wing conspiracy, says the evangelical Christian who says that they follow Jesus. Jesus is the word. In Revelation chapter 13, 16, and 17 that I just read to you is the word, but it's conspiracy theory to you. Very strange, isn't it? Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Malenko Fedorov video, Ukraine 2020. Play it for me. Let's look eight years ahead. 2030. The history of the new Ukraine is studied all over the globe. Why? Because Ukraine became the most digital and convenient country in the world. Scripts have replaced bureaucrats. 500,000 former public servants are successfully integrated in the new economy. No more red tape, but paperless. No more banknotes, but cashless. Yes, we became the first country to abandon paper money. Ukraine now has the best tax system for the IT industry and the most affordable e-residency. Thanks to Ukrainian engineers and programmers, the R&D centers of the world's top technology companies operate successfully, and Ukraine ranks first in the world by the number of startups per capita. Ukrainian courts are guided by artificial intelligence, and all notarial acts take place online. Ukrainian customs is fully automatic and the fastest in the world. Customs clearance and car registration can now be done in three clicks from your smartphone. Because of war and internal migration, we have built the most flexible and modern digital education. Brave military and civilians get quality treatment with modern remote monitoring and e-health systems. Ukraine also has the most effective cyber defense in the world. After the horrors of 2022, Ukraine focused on security systems. Now every production facility has its air defense system, and the sleep of Ukrainians is protected by an ultra-modern iron dome. The Ukrainian government is digital, more like an IT company in terms of the efficiency of implementing decisions, and one can register a land plot, start construction, open a business or get a license, and register a car or real estate from a smartphone automatically in one click. Ukraine is the freest and digital. This is all because international partners and the world's leading technology companies supported the Digital for Freedom initiative and united to help Ukraine recover through digitalization. Building a new Ukraine together, free and the fastest, brave and digital. Digital through, you know, freedom through digital. Here's the only problem. It might be fast. You might be able to get an e-health conference with your doctor, not being there in person. A lot of good that does. And you may be able to get a license really fast. But the only problem is, is they can just shut that down whenever they want. So there it is. It pigeonholes and leverages you in. Now, will there be any e-alternatives? No, because you see Ukraine. And again, it's very funny 
that you have a war in Ukraine going on. It's very quink and inky, isn't it? I wonder where Billy is in Ukraine too. Uh, I bet you there's something we don't know about Billy Gates in Ukraine yet. But here you have a system that's, that's put in place here. Do you think that there's any other alternatives than the e-commerce system? No, they're, they are completely cashless in Ukraine. There is no money. So if you don't go, so let's think of everyone. Think of this, think of this stuff now, because I want you to see the book of revelation unfolding before your very eyes. So that you be, so that you are the restraining, not the complying. So if you have a system in place, that's totally, uh, is it digital Aaron? Is that the right word? Digital? Or is there a better word than that? Totally digital system with no alternatives then they control access to everything that you can possibly get. And it can just be shut off. If the entire, if the, if the, if the government is digitized and everything in everything in society is digitized and the government runs the infrastructure for all of that digital technology, you just be shut off. You have no, you have nowhere else to be. You can't say, well, I'll just use gold. It means nothing in the Ukraine. It means nothing. You, you can't use cash. You see, does everybody, this is why you stand. It's why you must stand. It's why you don't put a mask on your face. They're pushing you towards this, pushing you to no options. You can't go in that store without your mask. They're, they're grooming you. You want your freedom back. The freedom that we stole. Yes, but you want your freedom back. We're going to give you freedom temporarily if you take a vaccine until you're required for the next one. And then the very thing that you took the vaccine, the very freedom that you took the vaccine for, say to fly, they'll take away your ability to fly. They're doing that now. They'll take away your ability to drive. You know what? You just get the vaccine so you can get your green pass so that you can go to Chevron and get gas. So you did the vaccine so you can get your green pass. Now all of your health information... Yeah, and I know some of this isn't fully implemented yet. I'm just saying that's the point of it all. You, know, you get your green pass so, you, so that you can just gas up your car so you can go to work because I can't risk my job. Now you're risking your entire life. You're risking your ability to ever get a job. You're risking the country that supplies you with a job. You're risking, risk, risking the social economic system that provides you the ability to work for a living when you comply for a temporal gain. Get your green pass so you can fuel up your car. Then eventually you won't be able to. Why do you think they want you to have electric cars? Why? Because they will have a electric digital grid that they control. You know what? We, you know what? You know, lo and behold, there's a, you know, we're, we're stipulating that there's some sort of climate situation going on and we're going to shut down the electric grid right before the November elections. Yeah, that that's, and I know that's a very simplistic example. I'm just telling you, that's the point. It's all about control. Don't, don't try to figure out why people want to control you when you don't want to control people. We are, we, if you're watching the, the TLP right now, you're a freedom monger. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm. Listen to the last, last part of that verse. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5.1. You, 
You notice how you're supposed to stand firm, i.e. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2? Resist. Is it standing firm that you'll be embarrassed if you don't have a mask on because people will consider you to lack compassion? Is that restraining or complying? This was the point of it all. The point of it all is to get people into that one world commerce system. People sit and go, I will never comply. There won't be another alternative. That's why, you see, here's the thing. The church will be gone before that. Before the implementation, we'll be raptured out in Revelation chapter 14. 14 through 16, read it for yourself. We'll be raptured out before the full implementation of this because none of this can take place with a restraining church. So we ought to be restraining to save souls. You think you're so compassionate by complying? You're complying. You're ushering in the antichrist spirit. The antichrist one world commerce system through your compassion. Not allowing all of these people that will be lost in that system to ever have their soul saved because of your love and compassion. No, it's because you're spineless. You don't stand in the word of God. Do not, do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Stand firm then. Is standing firm to do what Anthony Fauci tells you to do? Tom, you're lost in COVID. No, no, it's COVID. Then it's climate change. Then what else will be next? It, right now it's gone. COVID, climate change, food shortage. COVID, climate change, food shortage. As they re-implement COVID, uh, totalitarian, all, totalitarianism all around the globe, you'll see it happen again. Here's an interesting, here's an interesting video from Texas Lindsay. Our world in date, and this is Australia versus Niger in, 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 in Africa. Am I pronouncing that right? Niger, Niger. So, um, I think I thought it was like Nigeria. This is Niger. Okay. So this is them. Now Niger in Africa is basically statistically speaking, unvaccinated. 6% of their population is vaccinated. Australia 90 to 95% of their population is vaccinated and boosted vaccinated and or boosted. I should say. So here's it. This is a rolling video. Pay close attention to where the lines go. Niger is on the bottom. Pay close attention. Play for me. That's the truth. Now, here's the thing. So if when you look at that, let's look at, let's look at the three areas. 
they, they didn't, I don't know if they covered hospitalizations on this or not, but I'll just use the three areas. Infections, hospitalizations, and deaths. If a country has vastly less COVID hospitalizations, cases, and deaths, a non-vaccinated country, of which uh, Niger and Australia basically have the same total population, 25 million per country, right? They basically have the same population. In Niger, where they basically have a 0% vax rate, they have much fewer COVID deaths, much fewer COVID hospitalizations, much fewer, basically, COVID cases, basically non-existent in those three areas, non-existent COVID deaths, non-existent COVID hospitalizations, and very few COVID cases, in a non Niger being non-vaccinated has far fewer hospitalizations, cases, and deaths than fully vaccinated Australia. What's the point of vaccinating? There has to be an affair. And by the way, this is the same everywhere. Any comparison that you make right now, it looks exactly like this. Follow Ian Miller on Twitter. The countries with the most COVID mitigations, the most tyrannical COVID mitigations, i.e. mandates, lockdowns, forced masking, forced vaccinations. The, the countries with the most tyrannical mitigations have the highest COVID death rate, the highest COVID hospitalization rate. You know, some people would say, well, not, it depends on what time, what, what time, you know, uh, time frame you're looking at. Well, first of all, as with voting, it depends on who's counting the numbers, not actually the numbers themselves. So always keep that in mind. But right now, when you have Australia as an example, and I've said this three or four times on the podcast, two or three times at church. If you take these, you can bring it back to me. If you take this, if you take January of 20, uh, January through May of 2020, 2021, and 2022 in Australia, They've had more COVID deaths in that time frame in 2022 alone than 2020 and 2021 combined. So if the vaccines do nothing to stop transmission, to stop hospitalizations and stop deaths, and, and if you believe the way that I do through, through actual study, through actually looking at it, that they cause way more problems than they prevent, which by the way, they don't prevent anything. So they only cause problems. What's the point? What's the point of propagandizing vaccines? It has to be for a nefarious purpose. If they don't stop transmission, don't stop infection, don't stop hospitalizations, don't stop deaths, then when you hear Justin Trudeau, Joe Biden, Scott Morrison, Emmanuel Macron, Boris Johnson, Angela Merkel or anybody else, Prime Minister of Israel, anybody else you want to name, when you hear them propagandizing vaccines, pimping and whoring vaccines to people, telling them that vaccines are the answer, that vaccines will do that which they don't do, if they don't do any of these things, if they don't stop transmission, infection, hospitalizations, or deaths, then why are they pimping and whoring them? One world commerce system. That's the reason to get people. Well, you can't get that pass. There's only one way to get food. And the only way to get that food is to get that pass. And there's only one way to get that pass. Take the vaccine. It's all about compliance and control. And it has been from day one. If you are a Christian 
who complied at the very, if you're a Christian who's vaxxed, if you're a Christian who's complied, if you're a Christian leader who's complied, you need to repent. I'm not saying that you sinned, but you certainly have not restrained the Antichrist. You've complied with the Antichrist spirit. You need to repent. If you're a Christian leader, you need to repent publicly. And, and, and Christians, stop going to COVID caving churches. I know there's people watching this right now. That your church closed for a week, a month, a year. Closed again, opened up and then closed again. Had trumpet players on stage with a mask on, with a hole cut in their mask. You're going to a church, and, that, and, the, and you're like, well, they reopened. Did they ever say they were wrong for closing to begin with? Did they ever say they were wrong for telling you to mask and making you sit six feet apart in COVID clumps? If they never repented, you shouldn't be attending that church. Well, there's nothing nearby. Drive. Well, I'm not willing to do that. Oh, really? You've just gained the whole world and lost your own soul. Why wouldn't you drive? I'm telling you right now. If I didn't, right now I'm sitting at 13,000 South Tamiami Trail, Northport, Florida. I'm one hour and 17 minutes from the River Church in Tampa Bay where Rodney Howard Brown pastors his church who got arrested for keeping his church open. If I wasn't pastoring here, every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, I'd be driving up to the river. I'd make the drive. So that'd be about three hours a day of driving. You shouldn't be going to some COVID compliant church. They'll cave next to the cl- to climate compliance. It's coming. They'll, they'll probably be selling you vaccine passports in the foyer. You'll, they'll, you know, a lot of these evangelical churches in America, they'll be offering you your mark of the beast before you walk out, before you leave. Make sure you go back to the kiosk and get your mark of the beast before you leave. I'm telling you, it's true. The mark of the beast will be proffered by the church. The love of most will grow cold. If you're going to a church like that, why are you still going? Well, the nearest church is two hours away. Pack it up and drive. It's worth it. I would, without hesitation. Love you all. Back here Thursday night. Don't miss 830. Don't let Facebook stop. Put it on your phone right now. I know Facebook's not letting you share. Facebook is supposed to. We have 20,000 people that follow our church Facebook page. Nobody got notified. They're supposed to. That's just the devil. I'm going to pray over it. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray absolute judgment on Facebook. I'm going to pray the Holy Ghost onto Facebook. And they knock off the garbage that they're doing. But don't let Facebook get in the way of us all being together on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Back here, Thursday night, 8.30. Love you all. God bless you. The days we are living in are truly exciting. It's time to rise up to your calling that God has purposed just for you. Join me for Foundation Church's first ladies conference. Save the date for our beloved conference, August 25th through the 27th. You won't be the same after this weekend. I stand unequivocally on the Word of God, on healing, the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything, protection, the Bible, church, the Bible.
check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program and we look forward to you tuning in next time.